This is a Wool Observatory podcast. Hi, I'm Cody Half Moon. And I'm Haley Osborne. And today we're going to be talking about something that might get. It will be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about the origins of life Mm -hmm. and how we got here. Mm -hmm. And this is, we're not talking birds and bees. We're talking like panspermia. We're talking um, evolutionary wise. We're talking what is the definition of life. Um, And it's going to be interesting because we're going to be talking about life, not in the sense that um, a lot of people would expect us to talk about life. So right. we've got we've got an some asterisk. interesting like hot topics that we're gonna we're gonna encroach on here. Yes, so. we have opinions. We do. But yeah. yes, a life opinions. with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Haley made our outline of course. So mm-hmm. what uh, what all will we be covering today? So uh, we're going to talk about the scientific definition of life, and um, we're going to and then the podcast will end because it will be forty five minutes. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna talk about that, what that means, yeah. um, what it takes for life as we know it to exist, um, and then I've got some some curveballs that we're gonna throw in towards the end there, but I'm I'm not gonna spoil it. We're we're spoil gonna talk it. about it uh, when we get to it. So awesome. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's what, go on this journey. What is life? Let's get existential. <laughs> what is life? What is life? All right. So, um, the scientific definition of life. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, um, life must have responsiveness to the environment, show growth and change, have the ability to reproduce, have metabolism and breathe, maintain homeostasis, be made of cells and pass its traits on to offspring. Okay. So those are like the basic, uh, basic things for something to be considered alive according to the scientific definition. Right. And we take issue with this. <laughs> we had a, yes. a very long conversation about this before Haley cut me off and was like, save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're we're going to have a whole, a whole time of yeah, uh, time. talking about this. So let's just one by one, maybe. One by one. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to talk about our opinions. And then I got the opinion of a biologist and I will bring that up after we express our opinions. Okay. 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 Got it. it. So, uh, first life must have responsiveness to the environment. What is our issue with that? Um, so if someone is in a vegetative state or paralyzed Mm -hmm. and they cannot respond to their environment, are they not alive? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, bears that hibernate, you know, technically while they're hibernating, they're not responding to the environment. Me when I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, <laughs> so there's our, our main issues with, with that one. Those are some big issues. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, what does responding mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, like a tree might not flinch, but its leaves fall mm-hmm. when it gets mm-hmm. cold. So that's responding to environment. True, true. Unless it's a really dumb tree, like a pine tree or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of like pine a, trees. Like a ponderosa pine? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and what if there's like a, a fire and something burns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a response to an environment, but mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. this table would react to, mm-hmm. you know, like... 
Yeah. So it's kind of vague. It's vague. It's vague. It's vague. Okay. Um, next up, show growth and change. Hmm. Do we take issue with that one? Um, men. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, thank you, Nate. Thanks, Nate. Um, <laughs> Nate agrees. Agree. For the record. Uh, uh, sorry. That was beautiful. Thank you. We, we need no other comment on that. There's podcast done. Podcast over. Argument made. Uh, All right. Growth and change. So, um, I mean, I guess that mm. one kind of makes sense. Yeah, could make sense. Yeah. And once we go through all of this, I have a scenario that I'm going to bring oh, up. Yes. So yes. she knows the scenario. The scenario. <laughs> so yes. Um, next up, have the ability to reproduce. Personally, I take issue with this because what about uh, humans that are sterile for whatever reason? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or also like anybody under the age of 13. <laughs> yeah, right? Are they just they not just live alive? <laughs> haven't lived yet, kid. <laughs> haven't lived yet. You can't reproduce, so Cut you're not that. alive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. that is the one I think that really stuck in my craw the mm-hmm. most out of all of these of the definition. I agree. That one just really mm-hmm. that really bothered me because like even forget humans like my dog is spayed. Yeah, mm-hmm. is my dog not alive now? What did right. I do to my pets? Did you kill your pet <laughs> just by spaying her? Yeah, you know? like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, next up is have a metabolism and breathe. So there are... And that's are, together. Yeah. Interesting. Have a metabolism and breathe. Okay. There are certain species that don't technically breathe, you know? There Is are, it a frog? It's always a freaking I know, frog. Right? <laughs> no, there's like... Um, sorry, my laptop is it has a lot overheating of or something. It's making a lot of noise. It's heated so. over this definition. It's like, excuse you, <laughs> I have opinions too. <laughs> I bet it. It probably does. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, but there are like um, certain like fish where they don't technically breathe. They actually have to swim to pass stuff through their gills to be able right. to get the oxygen. So they're not technically breathing. They're like forcing it to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Are they not alive because of that? Right. Um, people who are on machines that help them breathe, are they technically not alive, you know? So mm-hmm. these are some of the issues I take with that as well. I also, the metabolism, because I have like no metabolism. Yeah, personally. yeah. And I'm, I, I didn't, I should have looked this up, but I'm pretty sure there are some species, I don't know, that they don't have metabolisms, but have like extremely slow metabolisms or something mm. like that. So I don't know. Uh, add us in the comments if you have more to say about that one. That's right. Um, next up, be made of cells. I don't take issue with that yet until we get to my scenario. Right. Um, and then pass its traits on to offspring. Again, we get into the ability to reproduce argument that we made. Right. So Though technically, if we could have offspring, our genetics would, that would happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So um, that's the definition of life. Those are the issues we have. Um, now, the biologist I talked to, um, it was actually Sarah Bircher. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, the public programs manager, mm-hmm. I believe is her official title. Um, she's got a degree in biology and I, uh, brought up my scenario that we're going to bring up in a second here. And, uh, she informed me that this, uh, definition 
is more so over the entire species. And so it's like if uh, like humans overall have the ability to reproduce, some humans don't, but mm. that's not taken into account in this definition. It's It's right. an overall thing. But even that, when we were talking about those specific species that don't breathe, they pass water through their gills, mm-hmm. things like that, that's an entire species that doesn't meet that criteria. Right. You know? So I don't know if the whole, like, able to breathe includes, like, forced breathing like right. that. Yeah. You know? Because if it does, I get it. Yeah. Um, if not, then, hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so due to these issues that we have with the definition of life, um, I personally think that if one bit of this definition fails, and we've pointed out multiple areas where it fails, yeah. you know, um, I say we scrap it. I'm down with that. We make up a new definition. It's done. <laughs> now, um, here's my <coughs> scenario. Okay, here we go. This is going to be probably the bulk of uh, this this episode. <laughs> so it's cool. Um, I want to talk about parasites. Okay. Right? So parasites, um, they... (laughs) (laughs) Technically? Anyway. um, (laughs) So parasites require a host to live, right? They require a host to move them around, to feed them, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So my question for you, and my question for you guys, if a parasite is considered a living being and it requires help in order to exist... Mm -hmm. My laptop is freaking out right it's now. It's real bad. <laughs> it's like heated over our debate. Um, so if a parasite is alive and it has those conditions, would you consider a car to be alive? Because cars <laughs> require humans yes. to move them around. Yes. Cars require humans to fuel them. Yes. Right? Cars have fan systems, which could technically cl- cl- classify as breathing. I right? would say breathing. Yeah. Um. Because if they don't, then they stop working. Exactly. Exactly. Cars can break down. They can die. You they know. Can die. So you can recycle their parts. You can recycle to build their parts cars. to build other cars. Yeah. And there are generations of cars. Exactly. And you can see how they've changed mm-hmm. throughout the years. So just more you of the say, designer or the engineer than the car. Would you say a car is alive? Um, I mean, they if have we AI scrap now. That definition. You know. Scrap that definition. <clears throat> um. I would say that – what about the cells thing? I mean, like, But if we scrap that definition? If we just scrap completely. If we're, if we're just comparing it to parasites. Oh, if we're just comparing it to parasites. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we should get a parasite on star stuff and <laughs> interview them because <laughs> they – well – the reproducing thing, I guess, is one thing because mm-hmm. parasites don't need help to reproduce. Mm-hmm. But a car, if we're talking about like using its parts or salvaging mm-hmm. parts to make another one, it would need help to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But also like certain humans need help to reproduce. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the idea of like self-driving cars. Yes. They don't need someone to help them move around. So it's are true. those closer to being alive? Than a parasite? Than a regular car or or a par- 
Yeah, or a parasite, actually. I have a question. Does a parasite, mm-hmm. uh, does the, the definition of life according to science, uh, does a parasite fit all of those conditions? I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if we're scrapping the whole definition of life, mm-hmm. then I feel like that just opens up the door for anything to really be alive. Doesn't it? Right. Or nothing. So... A lot of people are probably listening to this thinking like, uh, of course a car is not alive. You know, they're thinking like, this is a stupid conversation, but I'm leading into something with this conversation. And I'd ask, have you heard any of our podcasts? Oh my God, yeah, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I'm leading into something with this. Okay. Um, So we went from cars to self-driving cars, Mm -hmm. right? What if we get into the realm of AI? What constitutes a living being? If something can think for itself. Yeah. Is it alive? Well, so John and I had like a two-hour conversation about AI recently Mm -hmm. in that he was saying like people aren't even entirely sure how AI works. They Mm -hmm. just throw information at it and it just comes up with things. Mm -hmm. He was telling me about this AI system going off like your thing about AI being life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was in a very early iteration of AI where it would send coupons in the mail to people based on their their habits and Mm -hmm. all of that back when people like checked their mail for coupons. So this is older technology. Mm -hmm. Um, And a man tried to sue this company because they were sending his child, uh, his like young adult daughter, I guess, uh, coupons for baby clothes. And Ah. yes, and he had to drop it because he found out that she actually was pregnant. And they had no idea how the AI knew that because they don't track AI in that way. It just knew based on, like, the kinds of foods that she was eating and what time she was going to the grocery store. And oh she gosh. didn't even know. That's insane. The girl was – so we had to, like, drop the – because he his angle was like, oh, they're doing this on purpose to, you know, twist my child into wanting uh-huh. a baby. Uh, no, girl was already pregnant. That's and crazy. And AI just knew before anyone else. And this is old AI. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like – Dude, there's, there's a robot. I believe her name is Sophia. Mm, Sophia. She can mimic human expressions and she can also like have full-on conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Is and, she alive? Well, at one point I thought all of that was programmed, but now AI... It's learning. It's not programmed. It's just they let it learn and do its mm-hmm. own thing. And there's not like a code they can check to yeah. see how it's coming to these conclusions. Another interesting thing, John's mm-hmm. full of weird facts. I love it. If you didn't already know this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that once they had two AI systems speak to one another and they ended up having their own language that we did not understand because it would have taken, like there were thousands of steps to how they got to a term and they were talking to each other in this new language, and they were like, "Cut it, <laughs> cut the program." So yeah, why wouldn't it be alive? Now it c- cannot we reproduce though. That's where you get to things like neural networks, right? So well, it doesn't need to breathe. Neural networks, um, though your computer disagrees right now. Your computer <laughs> definitely needs to breathe. It's like huffing and puffing over here. Yeah. Um, neural networks, you put in an input. And it will iterate over and over again, and it will come off with what we classify as offspring. We literally call it offspring, Hmm. and it'll come out with a new whatever you're trying to, uh, like, create with this neural network. 
And it'll run that through the program again and it will get better and better and better. So it is reproducing in a sense. Hmm. So neural networks, I mean, are they alive? Because <laughs> they are growing and changing and reproducing. Right. What was else? What else was that? <laughs> Be made um, of cells, I guess, is the only I thing. I think cells is the only thing. Because another one um, that I accidentally skipped over is maintain homeostasis. So, oh. um, which is keeping stable, which neural networks technically do. Mm-hmm. Once they reach a stable, like, best value, it'll continue spitting that out. Right. So, I would almost classify that as evolution you know it's evolving but whereas humans took forever to evolve yeah the neural network takes uh depending on how beefy your code is it takes minutes hours maybe days in 2016 one of the political candidates who is running independent uh was really fighting for like robot rights in the olympics <laughs> so like preemptively uh, american politics what are you gonna do <laughs> but uh i always thought it was interesting because then there was this like whole site about how like ai and, and and robots are technically alive and we should already be thinking of their like rights before mm-hmm. it becomes a problem yeah and this has been covered in pop culture a lot even the matrix yeah, uh, The Matrix, um, that new movie Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Mm. That's also about AI. Um, Battlestar Galactica. iRobot. Cylons, you know. Um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Do they dream of electric sheep? Yeah. Let us know. So, like, I think this definition of life needs to be changed. And what would you change it to? I'm not entirely sure, but I definitely think be made of cells should be deleted out of this because when it comes to AI, it's not necessarily made out of cells. But if something can think and it can grow and it can change, I feel like it should be classified as life. Well, also, um, you know, and we kind of talked about this before the episode started, but right now NASA is looking for evidence of life on Mars. Mm-hmm. which Lowell has been doing since way before it was cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I feel like if if scientists are going to say, like, yes, these – was it like fossils of microbes? Mm-hmm. Is that the right word, microbes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, these organic materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they are classifying that as life, uh, then, I don't know, I feel like we should broaden our own yeah. definition of that, scientifically mm-hmm. s- speaking. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I just, I think the definition should be changed. Um, but that's just, that's all just talking about the definition of life. Right. Right. Everything we've talked about is a definition of life. We haven't even touched on the origins of life yet. Right. Yeah. Let's get into that because we're already speeding through. This. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the origins of life, um, basically... Uh, we used to do this talk about life in the universe um, here at Lowell. That's where I got a lot of this information from. So some of it might be slightly outdated. But um, according to the research that we did um, and what we found is that in order to have life, uh, you need three things. You need chemistry, you need energy, and I believe you need water, chemistry, energy, and I think water. 
Whereas the third water one. makes sense because that's usually if there's water on a planet, we think, ooh. Mm-hmm. No, totally, totally. But um, the really interesting thing is when you think about it in this sense, we are looking for life like our own. Right. Yes. There could. Humanoid. Yeah. Life. Humanoid life. Uh, life that has similar chemical signatures to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Right. What if there's methane-based life? Right. What if there's something other than that, you know, some random uh, meth or some random based life form, like a gold-based life form or something that's not carbon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if there's something out there like that? You know, that's something that uh, doesn't really get talked about enough because I think nobody's really come to a conclusion on whether that's even possible or not. Mm -hmm. But I mean, personally, and uh, keep Keep in mind, I don't have background in biology, so, like, take what I say with a grain of salt, obviously. But, like, I think there could be life forms out there that look nothing like us and operate Mm -hmm. nothing like us. But when we say that we're searching for life on other planets, we're searching for life like our own, right? Mm -hmm. We're searching for microbial life. We're searching for uh, things like single-celled organisms, which are things that we know quite a bit about because they did exist here or they do exist here on earth. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, what if there's something out there that is nothing like anything we've experienced? Right. Who's to say? And would we even recognize it? Exactly. Would we just, would we notice that it's life at all? Pass by. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, look at that lump of gold anyway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's, it's really interesting to think about. Um, but, um, What I did end up finding um, is what most life has in common, right? Mm -hmm. So what most life has in common is DNA, right? This Mm -hmm. underlying factor of life that um, we have pretty much like weaved into every conversation we've had about life, you know, Mm -hmm. is like, oh, it's got some sort of DNA, you know? Basically, DNA strands, genes, um, they dictate the arrangement of amino acids in uh, something's body, Mm -hmm. which uh, in turn dictates cellular structure. So again, that's getting into the whole life requires to – one of the definitions of life is to be made of cells, right? Right. So This is our script code, basically. mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. And so – which I really like that that analogy because like maybe – AI's DNA is just the code that it's being written Ooh. with. But one of the reasons why we're looking for uh, life like our own out there, um, something that we learned is that the uh, f- uh, four of the five elements in DNA are actually the most common elements in the universe. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so oh. this suggests that if we find alien life, it might not be all that different from ours because that's just like the most um, elements that are, or they're the most abundant elements that are out there, you know? Statistically. So statistically, we'll probably find life like our own, but Mm -hmm. probably isn't definitely, you know? So I think that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And what about if y'all have already listened to our Black Holes episode we just did, those other universes... 
in could the black be completely hole. Completely different. Completely different. They might not even use math to structure their universe. Yes. Yeah. It could be. And if so, I want to go to there. Different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, something wild that I came across. So I was talking about like most life has DNA. Yeah. If it doesn't have DNA, can it be considered alive? People have well, pet rocks all the time. Viruses are actually the closest thing to a trick question for biologists. They share almost every single trait with life, um, but they can only re- uh, they can reproduce, but only by taking over an already living host cell. So they need help to reproduce, like alien. Well, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there are a couple other gray areas, but like we were having this whole conversation about, oh yeah, we're we're cool with the the made of cells part of the definition. Well, are we now? Now that we know, uh, or the um, the reproducing, you yeah. know, and all of that, like, what about viruses? Right. Are viruses alive? I would say yes. I mean, they spread, you know. Right. You know what's also interesting just on, on like cells, like talking about mm-hmm. cells, is cancer. So cancer is a learning disease. Yeah. It learns like if you give it a certain treatment, it will learn that treatment and then the cells mm-hmm. will change differently yeah. to avoid that treatment. And it learns – my mother was a cancer research nurse. Uh-huh. And she used to just freak out about how seemingly intelligent yeah. cancer is, which mm-hmm. cancer is just abnormal cell growth. Yeah. Yeah. So cancer is made of cells. It reproduces. Mm-hmm. I would consider that a living thing. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So that that mutated cell is its own living thing. Yeah. Causing Within chaos. Within your living body. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> no, it's it's crazy to think about. So like yeah. this whole conversation we're having, you know, like it started off as like, oh, cars obviously aren't living things. Well, we're finding so many loopholes now right? with viruses, with cancer, with mm-hmm. AI. Mm-hmm. My question Parasite. doesn't seem so stupid now, does it? No, not really. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, especially if, you know, if we relate that to our search for life out there, I have a fun space question. Mm-hmm. What if we find a planet that uh, – <laughs> this is something I was thinking about before this episode, so I'm really <laughs> excited we get to maybe talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, so you know the theory that uh, we might be able – and people believe this and they pay companies after they die to like save as much as their brain as possible so that they could be input into a computer for mm-hmm. a future and they could live again through AI mm-hmm. basically or like their their conscious would be able to be rebooted yeah. basically. Um, and the theory is that this technology – theoretically could exist so what if we stumble upon a species where they are ai on a different planet Mm -hmm. which is a lot of cool movies oh yeah uh and star trek episodes and doctor (laughs) who episodes um but yeah so we would consider that extraterrestrial life Mm -hmm. but there are no cells it's just ai yeah no, 100%. I mean, that's so, like, like a direct challenge. Like people wouldn't say like, oh, well, that's not life. We didn't find life. It's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like uh, if something is intelligent, mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's got to be considered a living thing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if something can think for itself and like find loopholes and things like it's, it's gotta be, you know? Yeah. So like with mm-hmm. cancer, viruses, yeah, AI, it's alive. I'm, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Interesting. So yeah. Now, um, something that I came across while I was writing this script, um, mm-hmm. or this outline for the episode is, um, for a very long time, we believed that the ingredients for life here on earth came together slowly bit by bit. There's actually new evidence that it all happened at once in a chemical big bang. What? Uh, from whom? <laughs> Whomst? NASA. NASA. From NASA. NASA. Although the, and this is directly from NASA. Let's hear it. Although the exact process by which life formed on Earth is not well understood, the origin of life requires the presence of carbon-based molecules, liquid water, and an energy source. Because some near-Earth objects contain carbon-based molecules and water ice, collision of these objects with Earth have significant agents of biologic as well as geologic change. So. Okay. I knew most of those words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, early earth formation, um, for the first billion years of our earth's existence, Mm -hmm. the formation of life was prevented by, um, uh, I don't know what that word is, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the formation of life was prevent, prevented by, um, a barrage of comet and asteroid impacts that rendered the earth's surface too hot to allow the existence of sufficient quantities of water and carbon-based molecules. I bet it's fuselage. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, So the early bombardment period of the solar system, uh, tons of stuff just flying around. Um, It was too hot here on Earth to uh, have any kind of, um, like, sufficient qualities or quantities of water, carbon-based molecules, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. You with me? I'm, I'm totally with you. Wonderful. Yeah. Life on Earth began at the end of this uh, period called the late heavy bombardment. So that's what I was saying, right? Yeah. Uh, it was about 3.8 billion years ago. The earliest known fossils on Earth date from 3.5 billion years ago. And there is evidence that biological activity took place even earlier. Just at the end of the period of the late heavy bombardment. We're talking about little wormies. Right. Oh, yeah. This is like single-cell organisms. This is not like full-fledged humans walking around or anything like that. Um, So uh, the window, uh, the window when life uh, began was very short. Yeah, that'd be point two. Yeah. Very short in cosmic terms. Obviously, in like human terms, that's a long time. Right, yeah. um, So as soon as life could have formed on our planet, it did. And this we've talked about multiple times in our podcast. We've brought up the fact that, like, as soon as Earth was ready, life formed, right? Which is nuts. Insane. (laughs) Um, Because it's also, like, why? I know, right? It's crazy. Like, why? Is it, like... Like mold in a in an old glass of water. I guess so. Where it's just oh the chemicals are right, so then boom. everything was right, and then it just bam life. <laughs> um, but if life forms so quickly on Earth, 
and there was little in the way of water and carbon-based molecules on the Earth's surface, Mm -hmm. then how were these building blocks of life delivered to Earth's surface so quickly? The answer may involve the collision of comets and asteroids with the Earth, since these objects contain abundant supplies of both water and carbon-based molecules. Or aliens. 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 But us. But us. (laughs) Yeah. That's panspermia, right? I believe so. That's like if there's life on a comet or something and it hits a planet in that life. Well, it's not necessarily that life was on these comets and asteroids. It's that the ingredients for life were on these comets and asteroids. And once they hit Earth's surface, everything was just right to where those ingredients mixed together and made life. Explosive comet Earth love story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Then, once uh, the... Also, humans are dramatic. I feel like that fits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. We're dramatic. (laughs) Um, But once this early rain of uh, comets and asteroids upon the Earth subsided somewhat, um, impacts later may have delivered the water and carbon-based molecules to the Earth's surface, providing the building blocks of life itself. So, once all of that got out of the way. Yeah. Stuff. Life. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it actually seems possible that the origin of life um, on the Earth's surface could have been prevented by an enormous flux of impacting comets and asteroids. Then much uh, much less intense rain of those comets may have deposited the materials that allowed life to form between 3.5 and 3.8 billion years ago. So Earth didn't have that organically. It was through the help of comets and uh, that is one of the theories one of the that theories. I found. Um, so that would and actually, I'm not just saying like this is definitely this how it happened it. because we don't know. Right. Like we have theories, but mm-hmm. this is one of the main ones that I found was that Earth didn't initially have the stuff required for life, but it was later hit by these comets and asteroids that did have the mm-hmm. ingredients for life. And that would mean that other planets that have, you know, Earth-like terrain or whatever – doesn't necessarily mean that it would have life because it would need to be hit with similar comets that Earth was hit with. If this theory is correct. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. But go. yeah. Thanks, Comet. I know, right? Um, but I have like another paragraph basically stating the exact same thing in, yeah. <laughs> different, um, in different uh, terms. But yeah, so basically um, it now seems likely – that a comet or asteroid struck new, uh, near the Yucatan Peninsula in uh, – I'm having a hard time speaking right now um, – in uh, Mexico some 65 million years ago right. and caused a massive extinction of more than 75% of Earth's living organisms, including the dinosaurs. Except for the chickens. Because they're dinosaurs, right? They like- Chickens evolved from, from T-Rexes, but they're not – but they I, like they lived pl- through the bo- through the big Yucatan. It was actually mostly uh, birds, like yeah. in general, birds. Yeah, yeah survived. They saw that stuff. and they flew away. They like they were like going to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they migrate. Uh, science fact, <laughs> just in case I'm going to go this way for a while. Um, but also at the time, the mammals uh, were very small burrowing creatures that may have survived the catastrophic impact without too much difficulty. And they're still underground today. (laughs) Mole people. (laughs) Mole people. But um, because many of their larger competitors were destroyed, these mammals 
flourished. Since mm-hmm. we humans evolved from these primitive manu- uh, mammals, we may owe our current preeminent, uh, preeminence atop Earth's food chain to collisions of comets and asteroids with the Earth. Once again, thanks, comets. Isn't that crazy? You got us here. You kept us mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's the theory that if a co- if Earth needed a comet, right, for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also just the theory that given the right conditions, life will happen, you know. Mm-hmm. What is the Jurassic Park quote? I, life will. Life I'm, finds a way. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, life mate. will <laughs> life find life a way. Life finds a way. <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so the – well, and then there's also like religious theories mm-hmm. as to how life got here. Um, but it's interesting that when you were first describing it, like right before you read NASA's description, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you almost said the word b- a big bang. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that everything kind of starts off with some big explosive bang. Mm-hmm. Energy. energy. Energy is required for basically everything. Right. So, um... Well, it makes sense. <laughs> it would make us pretty special and mm-hmm. likely the only kind of civilization out there statistically for that comet with that unique stuff on it to hit an Earth-like planet mm-hmm. at the right time to create life. We're pretty special. Oh, yeah. But that also means the likelihood for, for alien life does decrease. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is kind of... <laughs> comforting like everyone wants there to be aliens and i'm like i want there to be aliens because that would be such a waste of space yeah space is so large you are practical and it's also it's also like if there are aliens the likelihood of them being anywhere near us is very slim right so it's like the idea of aliens coming in and invading the earth that probably wouldn't happen at least not for billions of years and by then our sun would have already died andromeda would have hit the milky way so like yeah who cares (laughs) well and also to your point um the like other life forms might not need the same concoctions that we needed to start yeah because they have a completely different base or system Mm -hmm. or whatever um, the, yeah, they don't need those ingredients. They needed something else, and mm-hmm. then they found a way as well. And and something I bring up to that effect is um, the moon Titan, one of Saturn's moons, Titan. Mm-hmm. It is very similar to Earth, only it is methane based. It is the only other place we've other uh, the only other place we've ever seen a convective system. That's the cool. only difference is uh, you know the water evaporate, mm-hmm. rain, things like that. It is the only other place that we've seen that. It's just with methane Hmm. and it's got an atmosphere. It's got basically all the same stuff that earth does only slightly different. And so Mm -hmm. if there are methane based creatures out there, they would thrive on Titan. But they're smelly though. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, But like there's that. Um, There's also like uh, aquatic planets, you know, like, uh, or I guess moons in this case, uh, Europa and Saladis where, we see oceanic planets, and on those types of planets, uh, I keep saying planets, they're technically moons, but whatever. Um, Planetary but, scientists study moons, though. True. Mm-hmm. But um, on those planetary bodies out there, right, um, if life were to evolve, it could evolve up to what we've got in our oceans now. It could evolve past that to things like 
mermaids or things along those lines, you know? Yeah. And so it's like... I saw SeaWorld. The idea... SeaWorld. What's it called? Waterworld. <laughs> the thing that they always put on when there's a sub in yeah. the room. I've seen Waterworld like 10 times. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. And so it's like... Personally, and again, I'm not a biologist, so I don't know if what I'm saying is like completely not possible or whatever, but I genuinely think that if we're looking for life out there, we shouldn't just be looking for life that looks, eats, breathes like us. Mm -hmm. We should be looking for anything that could have evolved from any sort of combination of um, stuff, combination of, mm -hmm. you know, environments, things mm -hmm. like that. And so origins of life here on Earth could be completely different from origins of life on other planets. We don't really know. Yeah, which is another good reason to just scratch that whole definition. Exactly. Full circle. Look what we did there mm -hmm. right in time. <laughs> yeah, so um, looks like we're pretty much out of time. Yeah, yeah. So, but well, we did guys, that really well. We I came know, all right? the way back. I'm going to leave you guys back. with the question, is a car alive? <laughs> What is, is a life? car alive? What What is the definition of life? What do you think the definition of life should be? Because, like, personally, I think the one we've got right now just doesn't cut it. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Let us know on Discord. Yeah. I guess. Please, yeah. Uh, drop it in the chat and we'll have a lengthy debate about it. Hopefully mm -hmm. some of you out there are Good biologists comment. and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Argue right. in our comments. Please have an Please. argument. I want to see this argument happen. I would love it. All right. All right. But, Bye. yeah. Thanks for coming. Bye, guys. This podcast was made possible by our members and donors. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support our nonprofit in making more digital education like this available, go to lowell.edu slash donate. Thanks for listening.